The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. It's the thing. For you celebrity types, it's the thing I hear that uh, all the celebrities are doing it now. Right. Did you say you celebrity types? Yeah, you celebrity types. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You don't think Justin Timberlake is sitting in his closet right now on a Zoom call? Of course he is. Not in this closet. Not a closet this small anyway, man. Well, listen, if Justin Timberlake is in your closet right now, you can let me go. We can do this another time. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. Itchy eyes, itchy nose, sneezing, runny nose that's like a tap running, or the other side being completely blocked up and then you lose your sense of smell. Pain around your temples and your forehead, the headache, the earache. Uh, the worst, the worst that I suffer with is that itchy roof of my mouth that somehow can never be scratched enough because, you know, your tongue really wasn't meant to be scratching anything. Seasonal allergies and hay fever can seem to hit at various times of the year. Sometimes they're way worse and sometimes it's, it's a little bit better. Some people suffer and others don't at all. Seemingly, it can depend on maybe where you live, the pollen count that's coming off the trees, and of course, what season it is. While taking antihistamine is the usual go-to, feeling some relief for that heavy face, the swollen eyes that make you feel like you've pulled an all-nighter, well, sure, they can take the edge off, but not without side effects. But you have to ask, which is worse? The side effects of the antihistamines, which include drowsiness, dry mouth and eyes, blurred or double vision, dizziness and headache. Your blood pressure, well, that can start to tank. It goes too low. You might get more mucus in your airway and your heart rate speeding up. Oh, and you know what else? Difficulty urinating or getting constipation? Like what's worse here? Getting the hay fever or dealing with those side effects? Dealing with the side effects. I've had hay fever most of my life and I'm sorry, there's nothing worse than dealing with hay fever. I can't stand it. I can deal with anything. You could have me drawn and quartered. And for those youngins who don't know what that is, Google it. <laughs> wow. And what are your symptoms? Everything you just what, what do you get? Everything, every, every one of them. Every, yeah, well, it, it starts with that little itch in, in sort of your, my eyes get itchy, which is a little strange, but that's, yes, my eyes get itchy, and then, yep. you know, the back of your, your, sort of up in your nose gets itchy, and the only way for it to feel better is to blow your nose like you're blowing right. on a horn, and that only makes it worse. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a horn. When the first domino falls, they all come tumbling down. It's terrible. They do. Yeah. They do. Even, like, even in your ears. Like, you just wish you could, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know, something in there. I have, not, not a good idea. I not endorsing l- that. Literally, at 2 o'clock in the morning, my wife has come downstairs and seen my head. I've got my head in the freezer. Because that cold. What? Because the cold gives me some sort of relief. 
So I literally will just stick my head in the freezer. <laughs> wow. I, and if I could close the door, I would. <laughs> Holy crap. Do you take the lid off the ice cream and <laughs> have a little bite that, while that, you're in there? That has nothing to do with hay fever. <laughs> You could just take the two pints out and stick them on your sinuses. <laughs> oh, my face. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm t- it's wow. I hate that's, it. That's heavy. Yep. That's a lot. Yep. Well, what's not understood enough is where do these high levels of histamine come from? And yes, histamine is the culprit for this crazy inflammation and itching that you've got going on. It's a natural chemical in the body that's used for making way more than just making you itch. But today we're really just going to focus on this abundance of histamine that's driving you crazy and making you feel crappy. Now, newsflash, your over-the-top histamine level has a lot to do with your gut health. Yes, so many other issues like mental health, obesity, the obvious symptoms of IBS like constipation, diarrhea. Then there's also inflammatory bowel disease further to that. When your gut is in better shape, so will your streaming eyes, your itchy nose, and that kind of thing that just sends Chris to the freezer. (laughs) So today on Eat This with Leanne, seasonal allergies, hay fever, and of course, what can you do about it? It's a bad year for them. Uh, We've been told that now by two different doctors that this year seems to be in abundance. Really? They they pretty much say that every year. Oh, yeah, true. I guess that's true. But right? I'm noticing it not only in myself, but my daughter who has had injections for this sort of thing. So for five straight years, she was injected with a serum of something, yeah, an antihistamine, whatever yep. it was. And so yep. she had it at the beginning of the season for five straight years, and then we stopped. Wow. Okay. And for the last couple of years, she's been great until this year. Mm. And now this year, she's suffering again. So that tells mm-hmm. me something that there's a, there's a, a, either the body is starting to change. Yep. Right. And How old is she? How old is she? Uh, she's 16. Okay. So maybe the either the body's starting to change or the serum is wearing off or the levels of pollen or whatever are worse. Or at 16, as opposed to 15 or before, there's something up with her gut. Could be. That's the road we're going to go down today. Okay. Because while you think, like, what does this have to do with my gut? It really does. So you've likely felt the effects, those itchy effects of histamine from a mosquito bite, brushing up against a stinging nettle, or experiencing hives of any kind. To make it simple, it's what creates this histamine, this body chemical, is what creates that inflammation and itch. Now, we talked about inflammation with fellow nutritionist Julie Daniluk in episode 67, and she mentioned asking for the results of your C-reactive protein or your CRP in any blood panel that you happen to have. Just ask. Just say, hey, I know that everything looks good, but can you give me the number on your CRP? And Julie, let us know what those numbers were in that particular episode. You want to uh, ideally have a CRP of 0.2 all the way to 1.5 is kind of standard. Anything above that, we're starting to see inflammation. Anything above five, they're going to start to worry that your chance of having cardiovascular disease is profoundly elevated. Anything above 10, and we're normally facing down a very profound autoimmune disorder. Now, this will confirm where your inflammation is at. Well, you probably already know that, but some people like to have a bit of a number. So it can put 
your mind at rest in one way. It's like, oh no, my inflammation is really low. Or if it's really high, then you know where you're headed. You know that you want to watch it come down and you can implement some changes and then go back and see what the effect is. It's nice to see the progression and to test it out because if, you know, everything that I'm going to suggest that you're going to do and and the changes that you're going to make, if it's not working, then you want to pivot and do something else and not feel deprived at all. Here we go, pivot! 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 Now, allergies in general, they stem from the immune system. That's whether you're allergic to a peanut or to ragweed. And you might have heard me talk in the past about 80% of your immune system is in your gut. Some specialists and doctors say it's 60%. I've read 70 and 80%. So I don't know. I hover around the 80 mark. So yes, I'm going to share with you ways to ease your hay fever, but we aren't going to come at it with the eye drops or the saline in a neti pot, rinsing out your irritated sinuses. No, we're gonna, going to go deeper. We're going to go get to the root cause because what happens, you know, you see it. There's someone in agony like you, Chris, sticking your head in the freezer and your wife next to you is like, get, get nothing. I'm totally fine. Or one child is and one child isn't. So What's up with that person who's feeling subpar every single day and maybe at the beginning of when the spring blooms erupt and the pollen starts flying? You could be early spring, you could be late fall. Everybody's a little bit different because whether it's the ragweed, the yellow pollen from those pine trees that cover your car, seasonal allergies, you know, they come at whatever time of year you start sneezing. Sure, an allergy test, well, they'll tell you exactly what you're allergic to, but not why. And also not to deal with the underlying issue because you just think, okay, well, ragweed's my problem. So maybe I better just stay away from it. Or maybe it is a bit of a heads up that, you know, this season is coming. So kind of get prepared rather than being caught off guard. And, you know, like you said, Chris, having an injection, that's much, much longer lasting, isn't it? Rather than just having the antihistamine pills that you're taking. So there'll probably be a buildup there too. But I would always ask the questions, where is the inflammation coming from? All right, so let's get down to this. You realize really swiftly that yes, I have a problem. Can't scratch up in my brain, my ears or whatever that looks like. So let's uh, let's move on to what on earth are you gonna do about this? I, I've tried to get the back scratcher up there. See, I've got it right here. I always keep up my- Excellent. Uh, yes, it was a, a lovely Father's Day gift uh, many years ago. And I think I've worn the nub off the end of the back scratcher, but I tried have to you? get it up the nasal cavity and it just doesn't <laughs> quite- that's because it's like a hook at the end. <laughs> well, that's the point. It's, I know it's a scratch story. I just put that two and two together when I saw you trying to shove that up your nose. <laughs> that just can't happen, Listen, my friend. I, I've got a good, solid German nose, and I could probably, I could probably envelop a Volkswagen with my left nostril, but I can't quite get the back scratcher up there. No, I'm not surprised. I'm looking at you in the Zoom screen and there's absolutely (laughs) no way. And thank God, too, because, you know, that would just tickle your brain cells a little bit. Probably if you got back there too far, a little bit like a COVID test. A little bit. Oh, that's what we need. You need the little thingies from the COVID. Yeah. From the COVID test. The long swabs. That that could seriously do some danger, though. Please, please don't try that at home. Don't try that at home. That was not a recommendation at all. All right. So number one on our list here. 
First of all, you've got to give your liver a break. Breaking down histamine is yet another job for the liver to work through and do. So while you're working on lessening what is about to be produced or what's produced in your body that your, that your liver has to break down, and I'm talking about histamine here, well, we can come at it another way, right? Just take some of that load off. Now, remember that everything goes through the liver. Now, last week, we talked with Dr. B about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, or NAFLD, and he did a great job of explaining again what was going on with the liver and what the liver does and how much work it has to do. It's such a workhorse. Uh, but let's, let's get up to speed here. Uh, you know, so if everybody touches the right side of their body, that's the liver side. And I think more people know how to make microwave popcorn than they do know where their organs are. And so the liver is on the right side of the body. It's also the first solid organ that gets exposed to any of the waste products from metabolism. Things like ammonia, aldehydes, uh, waste, waste products from digestion. Uh -huh. The liver is the first one that gets the hit. Yep. And so it, it, it does get beat up a lot. And then we also had the episode 55 on drainage and detox with Coach Jay. So if you want to know a little bit more about your liver, and this is the first time you're tuning in because you've got insane hay fever right now, head back to those episodes and have a little bit of a listen because it really just helps to give you a better understanding of the workload. And then when you go and reach for that next drink, cup of coffee or something like that, then you might think, oh, I, I remember that. And then you, you know, kind of, and then you won't. All right. So first step in helping your liver out, keep a food diary. Now I hear the groans. I see the eye rolls, but truly, if you want to make a change, you gotta know where you're starting from. Now I've actually had a recent experience with someone that texted me and said, I need to lose some weight. Can you help me out? And it's a friend. So I replied and said, sure, I can do that. Why don't you start keeping a food diary? Crickets. <laughs> Didn't hear back at all. And he's a and he's a, a sailing friend. So the next time I saw him uh, over on the island, then I said, uh, so what ended up happening? And he said, well, I've already lost weight. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, I don't know what you did, but, uh, but I, I've started to lose weight. And I said, well, you didn't even reply. And he said, I know, I guess you're really good. <laughs> so he, this guy is now a running joke. I saw, saw him with a bunch of the other sailing guys. He's like, now I'm down to 190. I think, I mean, whatever works for people to make changes, honestly, but in this guy's case, he's an elder gentleman. Yeah. In this guy's case, he was like, I, I didn't, I don't know. You just, you didn't need to tell me anything. I just kind of, I don't know. I just started making some changes and I said, okay. And how's it working? And he said, yeah, I've lost like over 10 pounds. Wow. Easiest client ever. And that was just from asking for a food diary. That was motivation enough to make a change. So now when I say, please start a food diary, then if it's not your thing, then just start changing what you're eating without writing it down. But I do believe that it's people like a progression. And one of my mentors, he always said the biggest affliction of the human race is forgetfulness. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. And you just don't remember where you were. You know, if it's been a month since you had a headache and then you get a headache, you're like, oh, I don't actually even remember where my last one was, unless it was the day before. So when you write everything down in your food diary, then you can flip back when you 
first of all, maybe need some ideas about your next meal. Like what's the next thing you're going to put on the table and you're, you just, you're fresh out of ideas. We'll flip back to your food diary. Oh yeah. I remember that. That was really tasty. So it's a little bit like a meal plan and, and food diary all in one. So yeah, don't poo poo it all together. It's actually a really, really important thing that I have all of my clients do. So, you know, give it a try. Just type it down in your notes or do something like that. I get all sorts of things from people on taking photos of, of their food diary and, uh, and emailing it or sending it to me. It's all good. So you've got this, you know where you're starting. And then now, you know, I'm going to tell you where you're going to go. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. Next, are you bloated, gassy, constipated? Have you got diarrhea? Have you got I- IBS? That's where we're headed next. Have you ever suffered with something called a never well since? That's maybe when you went on a trip. You were maybe in Mexico and you came back with gut bugs that hitched a ride after some sort of digestive upset, or maybe you ate something that, you know, actually ended up, you were just close to home or had something at home and you had the biggest digestive clear out, maybe you were throwing up or something like that. So that's what we call a never well since. When did X happen or when did whatever you're suffering with start and what correlated with that? (laughs) Now, if you can remember when it was, it's again, it's another sign. It's another telling sign. This is the, these are the kind of things that I do when I'm consulting with clients. I'm looking for a never will since because it will always give you an idea. And the point of this is so you understand If like the big picture is, do you have a parasite? Do you have some kind of bacteria or fungus or candida? Did you have a period in your life when you took a lot of antibiotics? Because that's going to wipe out the beneficial bacteria in your gut. So when you can tie those two things together, if you're able to do that, take a step back and be like, hmm, bit of a detective and figure it out. Then it just gives you an idea of where, where you really need to focus when this really truthfully could be coming from your gut. Because once you know that, then you know that you need to, you know, really take the probiotics and it's like a non-negotiable that you're, that you're not going, you just can't stop because it's the one thing that has taken the edge off of your allergies. And you think that's not an antihistamine, that's a probiotic. What are you talking about? But it can be that simple, just taking the edge off the strain of the digestive system. Now, if you've got a bug, let's say there's a parasite hanging around bacteria, fungus, like I said, or the candida, then it like your immune system knows it's there. It's in there. And it's like working on it all the time. So part of your immune system has got just something, you know, kind of running along all the time. And it's just not as strong. So then you go and eat that cookie, that brownie, some ice cream, any kind of boxed or packaged foods like crackers or breakfast cereal. Well, that's actually helping to nourish the bad guys a lot more with all of that sugar in it and really not give you the nutrients that you need to fight this inflammation and histamine storm that's going on. Uh, A quick reminder about the good bugs in your belly. There are 500 species and three pounds of bacteria in your gut. That looks like trillions of gut bugs. And consecutively, they contain 100 times more genes than we do. Each gut bug, more than 100 times 
genes than we do. A fun fact for those who are kind of geeking out a little bit on this, the bacterial DNA in your gut outnumbers us with our own DNA by a hundred times. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you to do the math. You have about 20,000 genes. So times that by a hundred, then it's like, oh, that's over 2 million or probably more of DNA within the gut bugs. That's just like five steps ahead or a million steps ahead of the actual point of you having it in there. So it's really time to start evening things out. Well, that's fascinating information. Foods that you've got a ditch uh, that aren't helping. Uh, so I guess this is kind of called an elimination diet. Sometimes this has to happen faster than others because it might mean that if you're really in an acute situation, which is why you're listening to this, you could get some relief a lot faster. So some of the common toxic triggers, well, those are wheat of any description, really. It's not just the white and the whole grain versus, um, you know, any type of bread, really. So wheat, gluten, corn, that really falls into that one, dairy, soy, and alcohol. Now, if that looks like your food diary from yesterday and every other day before, well, first of all, there's your first clue because those are that's everything that you've been eating. And then choose one thing, right? Like I always do this with my clients. If I give you that whole list of not to eat, and I've watched other practitioners tell clients to do this, and it's hard. It's hard unless you are super motivated and, you know, it is freezer in the head worthy time to make a change, then okay, fine, go for it. But I would suggest just take a few days and ditch the dairy, find some other alternative, not soy, obviously, and then work your way towards the gluten and then, of course, the package stuff too. So there's a few alternatives. Next step to this, and I know you're probably not going to really like what I have to say, but I want you to avoid anything that contains sugar. It looks like the gloves are finally coming off. Yep. Chris is nodding in the Zoom screen. He's like, I I know it's coming. I knew you were going there. I knew it. Yep. He's got his head down. He's like, yeah, not here, not here in anything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just, we, we know who the culprits are, but of course the worst culprits are the hardest to quit. Fat tastes good. Yep. Fat tastes really good. Gluten. (laughs) They do. Yummy. They all do. Sugar. Hello. Beautiful. How are you? (laughs) Yeah. No, it's all, it's so, it's all so good. And that is, it's just not fair. Leanne, it's not fair. I know. (sighs) I know. It sucks. But so does the hay fever, and so must the head in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I completely and utterly agree, but I guess the pain isn't enough. But it can't be, otherwise you would do something about it. But you know what? Truthfully, I've given you a really long list here. But sometimes if you just do one thing, really, like there's a reason why we say one mouthful at a time. Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying that as a tag because it sounds cute. I really, really mean it, right? Instead of going and having that next glass of milk, why don't you go and try something else? Go grab a glass of water or don't have that yogurt like you normally do first thing in the morning as you're working through all the different dairies. You can do it just one thing at a time. And I think so many people, they see a list like this, like, that's it, I'm going to do it all right now. And then you're like, I can't sustain this for more than the full day because there's nothing to eat. And there's no pleasure and it just sucks. So you get to take it at your own pace. You get to decide how fast you're going with this. 
you could be heading for anti for an antihistamine. As I say, no sugar. I totally get it. But I promise you, you can live without it. And how you feel after even day two or day three of ditching it and then the next week or two to follow could put you down a similar path like no sugar berry, right? From the episode, it is sugar evil. But it does. It starts with little tiny habits. You know, I'm not, not going to eat any before noon. Even something like that is such a big change. Oftentimes, you know, certainly it's true with most American and Canadian children, I would imagine, by the time breakfast is finished, we've eaten our share of what the uh, you know World Health Organization, AMA, CDC, all recommend as far as sugar. Absolutely. And that, can, that can go in a glass of juice or... Uh, yep. You know, toast with jelly. Talked I about that on last week. Tiniest weeks. changes you can make in your habits to really start then taking a step into changing bigger ones. Barry is the author of I Love Me More Than Sugar, and he started off that way. One day, then one week, and he just kept going, no sugar. And then it got to a month. And then more and more months and more and more months until I think it's been about nine years now. I think the first thing he gave up was Reese peanut butter cups. If that memory, was it. You're right. Memory serves me. Yeah. That's the that's one thing right. that he decided, you know what? I'm not getting that today. And that's yes. where it started. That's right. Good memory. <laughs> Absolutely. Because really, when you look at this man, I think he just turned 60. He's like the original Benjamin Button, right? Like he is absolutely <laughs> going backwards and he is in tremendous shape. So what's left to eat now that I've suggested that you ditch all of those kind of things. So this is really any whole food. Anything that looks like, you know, it was picked or it's, you know, if it's a meat, it's, you know, just it's in the packaging, but it's not like a box or something with that plastic on the inside or whatever. When I say that, you're pretty much in the produce section. That's really what it is. You're also kind of on the heading round to the meat section. You're getting your eggs. Maybe you're getting some grains in the middle. The packaging that you have around something like rice is very different to the crackers and the cereal. And then also the, you know, the cookies and all of those kind of things. So that's what's not going in your cart anymore. That's going to be left there. All those foods, all the colors of the rainbow that you're going to have and eat every single day, well, they're super high in fiber and they are going to capture a lot of those bad guys that you're trying to ditch because, you know, it's all going to happen all at the same time anyway. So it might as well be a really high fiber food. A quick aside for a supplement, because when you're trying to deal with situations of your gut, sometimes just need to just to get in there. So if you're really, really suffering, there's something that I call a flush. And you do this with my Take This by Leanne BioBoost Probiotic. It's a three-day flush. And please feel free to reach out and talk to me first to make sure that this is okay with you. But basically, in the morning, you take three capsules. At lunchtime, you take three capsules. And that night, you take 12. The next morning, you have three in the morning. At breakfast time, three at lunch, and then the next night, day two, this is, then you have 10 bio boosts. The third day is two in the morning, two at lunch, and eight. And that is what's called a flush. That just throws billions and billions and billions and billions, I guess maybe trillions by that time, of beneficial bacteria in your gut. And it can have quite a profound and quick effect. Not going to say what it is because I don't know your body and I'm not exactly sure what's coming, but it really, really can uh, can improve things quite quick. 
that is the bio boost. It's fast, fast way to start to balance your gut and everything that's in there. Next, I want you to focus on anti-inflammatory plant chemicals, which are called phytonutrients. So like I said, you're going to stick to the that whole section, the produce section in there, get as much organic as you possibly can, because if there's not as many sprays on it, it's not as much for the liver to deal with. Is this kind of full circle making a little bit of sense? Those colorful superfoods, the berries, the beets, the peppers, the sweet potatoes, all the greens that you may or may not like. You can also uh, take my Kid Boost, which again is from my Take This by Leanne supplement line. That's the superfood powder, and that will get you there faster. So when you're in an acute situation, the supplements tend to come out a little bit more, whether you're taking them every day or not. All of these foods are super antioxidant rich, and it's actually like they act as a damper to the fire of inflammation that's going on. Now, the healthy fats, absolutely crucial. That comes from extra virgin olive oil. It's more of a monounsaturated fat, but you've got all those nuts and seeds that you can eat or want to eat and their oils. Then there's avocado. There's omega-3 fats that are found in you know the little wee fish, sardines, herring, uh, sable, wild-caught salmon, trout, it's getting a little bit bigger with trout, but still you can, they're all, they all have that omega-3 in there. And again, as an alternative, if fish is not your thing, then I have omega boost. So again, all anti-inflammatory, you need all the superfoods in their fruits first to start putting out the fire. And then the omega boost really tends to, to kind of just bring that inflammation home. Next is just go to bed. Seriously, you've got to get more quality sleep. If you can't fall asleep, well, just try some melatonin spray for a little bit. Add in some magnesium bisglycinate, which will help your immune system, but also help you to drift off faster and stay asleep. But that also means turn your phone and and screens off at least an hour before bed. That blue light actually stops melatonin from being produced. So as soon as you, Dr. B told us that was that last week too, Chris, I think. Mm -hmm. And I, and I thought that was it. All screens were gone because there's times when we all need to take um, some melatonin around here. And I just thought, well, why are we taking the supplement? We can just get rid of the actual cause. They now include blue blocking uh chemicals on your glasses it's an option yeah oh great yeah so if you go in for a new set of glasses most places will offer uh as far as i know for free uh you you just have to ask for it Uh, it literally um dampers and almost eliminates the blue light coming through the lens got it yeah yeah yeah, it's cool. All those little things do help, but you still just kind of need to get off of your your screen because good sleep hygiene is your best friend as well as the food. Other supplements that you can get out there if you're looking around for something that, you know, you might want to try out. Uh, there's bromelain that comes from pineapple. Quercetin, that's anti-inflammatory. One of my favorite un- unsung heroes, I talk about this one all the time, vitamin C. Vitamin C is a natural antihistamine. It reduces the amount of histamine that your body produces in response to something coming at you. So whether it's up your nose, whether you've got a mosquito bite, whether you've been stung, it doesn't matter what that reaction is. So of course, if that's possible, that might just take the edge off your sneezing, your runny nose, congestion, your watery watery eyes. 
You need some zinc because that's good for your immune system. Vitamin A, that's really important for your mucous membranes. Um, those are all found in my, well, we've got the Alka-C, which is your vitamin C, and there's some minerals in there too. And then also the adult boost from my Take This line. And then you need vitamin D because that's so important. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast. Uh, vitamin D3 and K2, that's called my Sunshine D3K2. I think that's pretty much the whole line that I have. So, <laughs> you know, just buy the boost box because it's all, you know, it's pretty much all in there. I can't believe I just went through pretty much my whole line. Now, whatever it takes for you to lessen your stress, because that's definitely going to make your allergies worse. You can go for a walk, you can yoga, you can meditate or just breathe. It will all help. The problem is, okay. is going for a walk is going outside. Right. <laughs> That's the issue yeah. is you don't want to go anywhere outside. You, you, you just end up uh, in, in the fetal position underneath your duvet because the last thing you want is anything is to, to do with the pollen outside. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll walk yeah. around the kitchen a few hundred times, but I, I don't want to go outside. Well, then maybe it's some indoor yoga. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Like anything that anything that brings on a bit of movement. So you get your lymph flowing throughout your body. You could jump on the bike. You could do whatever it is. You know, it's all it's all really, really good. But that's the point of it. And if you understand, yeah, I haven't moved my body so much. Then the lymph is stagnant and and it's not draining and it's not flushing everything out of your system. And you need to get the histamine out. OK, so what about all of that then? Did you see the gut angle coming? Well. If you've ever listened to this podcast before, you know that a lot of things I talk about uh, definitely go back to the gut. Pretty much everything leads back to the gut. So let's just, here we go again. Really trying to follow the recommendations with your one mouthful at a time in mind as well. But if you're really suffering, then really try and see what you can do, especially if the antihistamines are not working for you. If you're getting that really long list of symptoms that I said off the top, who wants to be super tired all day? If you could maybe just make a small tweak and then eventually you can figure out what it is that you can do for yourself. So I hope this is helpful and please pass on to anyone that's suffering with hay fever and they'll be so grateful to maybe have a slightly different perspective on everything that's going on for them during this crazy pollen season, and if you no matter what, what time of year it is. And if you don't want to do anything that Leanne just suggested, go stick your head in a freezer. Freezer. Exactly. Yeah, it helps. I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm starting Stop my it. own podcast that says it's just freeze this. Go sit in a freezer. End of podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you as always. Please rate reach out on social media uh, if you want to check out any of those supplements I talked about then you can find them at leannephillipson.com there's always links in the notes that we put out every single week for you so you've got a real good cheat sheet there and there'll be some hyperlinks over to sproutright.com where you'll be able to find all of these if nothing else just start with a probiotic and see what's left over and honestly you'll be absolutely amazed if nothing changes let me know. Let me know what happens. Reach out social media, Leanne Phillipson, and also Sprout Right Channels. And uh, yeah, we're getting close to 100,000 downloads, Chris. 
We're going to celebrate when we get to that. That's going to be really, really cool. So thank you to everybody that's passed this on because you're all contributing to it. And I so, so appreciate it. And as always, I'll finish off by saying, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.